0: Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Bright Nkrumah. Reverend Bright Nkrumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. We want to share the Word of God. We want to share the word of God. Why don't you stand to your feet? Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful this afternoon. We thank you for a great door that you have opened unto us. We thank you for a great opportunity that we have to hear your word. We pray, Lord, as we hear you, draw us closer. Open the eyes of our understanding. Lord, we ask that you give us of your spirit to minister to us. We thank you for this privilege. We are grateful. We love you, Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together as you sit on top of your enemy one more time. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, last week I started talking to you about... The Mysteries of Prayer. Started talking about the Mysteries of Prayer. And I just want to continue um, sharing on this message. The Mysteries of Prayer. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. How many of you were not here last week? You were not here last week. Very few of you were not here last week. Well, last week we began talking about... the mysteries of prayer, the mysteries of prayer and this afternoon um, I want you to open your ears and you see prayer is a very important aspect of every Christian's life and it is something that if you are not careful you realize that it becomes something that seems to be very trivial to you. And that is how the enemy makes it look to you. Amen. You see, we are created to be people who see, feel, touch, smell, and so on and so forth. And we tend to throw more weight with we tend to focus more on the things that we can see, the things that we can feel, and the things that we can touch. And so most people, as far as spiritual things are concerned, you trivialize them. You don't have any value for them. Amen. But last week we began sharing and we were saying that the things that we do not see, the things that we do not see, have very strong effects on our lives. The Bible says that the things that we can see, they are temporal. But the things that we cannot see, they are eternal. That means that they are long-lasting, everlasting. They have effect today. They will have effect tomorrow. You cannot outgrow the things that you cannot see, but you can outgrow the things that you can see. You can outgrow your clothes that you fight for so much. You can outgrow the cars that you work so hard for. You can outgrow even the place where you live. You can outgrow the apartments that you once cherished so much. Amen. Amen. But you can outgrow certain spiritual things. They say they are eternal, they have eternal effects on your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And so These things become very, very important in our lives. Amen. Amen. And if you are not careful, you realize that you overlook them. And you focus more on the things that you can see. I was sharing with you that, you know, many people don't see their brains. But you cannot neglect your brain. Because you can see it. You cannot neglect it. You cannot... Treat your skin with more importance and neglect your brain. You realize that your brain will have effects on your entire life if you overlook it, whereas your skin will give up. You give you a few years and you realize your skin is not helping you acquire so many things. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So the things that we cannot see, they have long-lasting effects on our lives. Hallelujah. That is why prayer is very, very important. Prayer is very, very important because we have two aspects of our life. There is a physical aspect and a spiritual aspect. And our way of intervening in the spiritual aspect is through prayer. Prayer is our weapon to control things in the spirit. Hallelujah. Prayer is one weapon that God has given us to control the things that are in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, we talked about some mysteries of prayer. That prayer is mysterious. And rightfully so. Because it is our communication, our means of communication to a mysterious God. God is mysterious. God is a mystery. We cannot understand. He has in fact declared that his ways are not our ways. So if we are always going to relate with God according to our ways, we are not going to have pleasure. And very soon you see that people outgrow that. People don't feel like serving God anymore. You see that young people don't feel like serving because they are always analyzing things and assessing things based on what they can feel, what they can touch, and what they can see. And you cannot walk with God like that. Amen. You cannot walk with God like that. So we begin sharing about these mysteries and we said that the first mystery is that it seems that God is limited or restricted to do only what we ask. God is limited or restricted to do only what we ask him to do. Amen. Amen. God does not come in until we engage him. God will not intervene until you engage him. There is so much that God wants to do for us. There is so much that God wants to be involved in concerning our lives. But he is limited to our engagement of him. If we don't involve him, if we don't invite him, he seems to be limited. The all-powerful God. We read a scripture in Genesis when Abraham had gone to um, Jerah and Abimelech, the king of Jerah, had taken Abraham's wife and God appeared in a dream. God appeared in a dream that Abimelech had to warn him to take this woman back to her husband because the woman is married. And you would think that if God has come, God has found Favor, you have found favor in the sight of God and he has come to deliver you this way, then he shall finish it. If God has come, then he shall restore you. But no, God sent him to go to Abraham and ask Abraham to pray to God that God will save him. It seems God wanted to save Abimelech, but he needed prayers. He needed to be engaged. So you will see the all-powerful God, the life-giving God, the all-saving God is in your bedroom having conversation with you, but he cannot save you until prayer goes on. Prayer seems to be very, very important. Amen. God will not do anything until we engage him. Hallelujah. God will not get involved until we engage him. It's like a married couple You know, when a married couple are fighting, when they are fighting, depends on who is beating who, someone may call the police because it can be the other way. You know, I heard of a woman who was constantly beating the wife, the husband. Constantly beating the husband. So a man like that can call the police. Do you understand? Call the police and what is your complaint? That your wife is constantly beating you. And then the police will come. Now when the police come, when they arrive, they are armed. They have handcuffs. They are wearing their uniform. They are very powerful. They have authority. They have authority to arrest They have authority to put handcuffs on you, put you in their car, and drive you away. But when they come, they seem not to be able to do anything until someone presses charges. So they will ask you, do you want us to take her? Because she's beating you up. (laughs) But you see how people love themselves, and they can't see their wife going to jail. And they keep asking do you want us to take her? Do you want us to lock her in? Do you want a restraint order? Do you want this? Do you want us to do? And if you don't engage them, they cannot do much. Wow. So though they have the power, they have the authority, they have the arms, they have all they can to take you if you don't engage them. If you don't engage the police, they cannot do much. Amen. And so they have come very far, sometimes not just one, they come with the power, with the serene, and all cars will stop for them to come. And they come at your door, come upstairs, they are in your room, they are there, but they seem to be limited to your pressing of charges. Hallelujah. And this is how we relate with God. There is so much power. There is so much he wants to do, but he seems to be limited unless you press charges of prayer. Unless you hit the button of prayer to push the charges of prayer, God seems to be limited as to how much he can be involved in your case. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Unless we involve him, he cannot seem to do much. Now, this is a mystery. This is a mystery. And you will think that the almighty God can do whatever he wants. So, this is a mystery. And the sooner you accept this mystery and pray, the earlier you receive answers. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, the sooner you welcome this mystery and begin to pray, the earlier you receive the power flowing into your life. Otherwise, you'll become like that person whose phone is dead and was working at the airport. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. His phone was dead and he was at the airport. And they have a lot of power power sockets all over the place so you take your phone and then you go to the power and you say if there's power here let it come into my phone if there is power then let it flow but the power will not flow into your phone unless you engage it, unless you connect it. And sometimes what you have to connect it, it doesn't fit, but you have to adjust yourself to this mysterious power that is inside there. And when you connect it, then you will engage it and see the power flowing into your phone. And then you see that it is minus one. Your phone is dead, dead, dead completely, but it begins to recharge, and then there's 1% and then there is 2%. By the time you realize it is turning from red and it has become green, power has come because now you have adjusted yourself and engaged this power source. Amen. (laughs) Unless we engage God, he does not seem to have much going in our lives. Hallelujah. The second mystery The second mystery is that even though God knows everything, he still wants us to ask about what he already knows. Isn't that a mystery? That God knows everything. He's an all-knowing God. He knows everything. He still wants us to ask about what he already knows. This is the second mystery. Yes, God knows everything about us. He knows everything we need. He's an all-knowing God. Hebrews 4 verse 13, the Bible says, Neither is there any creature, there is no creature that is not manifest in his sight. There is nothing in the creation that he cannot see. He says, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do all things. Everything is naked in the sight of God. God sees everything. God knows everything. God has idea about everything. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 5.21, he says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. The ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his going. That means every path that you walk, God is God is pondering, God is looking at everywhere you go. God knows. God knows everything that you, you are planning to do. In fact, when Jesus was with his disciples, there are things as they are thinking about it, he knows. Even before, as you are thinking about it, he knows. So it seems God knows everything, doesn't he? He knows everything. So why does he want us to pray? Why does he want us to ask him? This is also a mystery. This is also a mystery. Why does God know everything but wants us to keep asking him? This is a mystery. You must understand this, that God is mysterious. I cannot explain to you why. Why is it that he knows but he wants us to ask? David said in Psalm 139 verse 4, he says, You know what I am going to say. Even before I say it, Lord. So when you lift your eyes, you lift your arms, and you open up your mouth to pray, He knows everything you are going to say. He knows everything you are going to say. God knows, but He wants you to ask. God knows that your husband is some way. He knows. He knows that your wife is some way. He knows. You don't think God sees? God sees everything you are doing. God sees your intentions. That you cook and the pepper was too much. God knows that you did that intentionally. He knows. That you said you have headache and you don't have a headache. God knows that you don't have a headache. He knows. He knows. Amen. God is aware. He knows, but he wants us to pray. He wants us to ask. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 8. He says, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Your father in heaven, he knows the things you have need of, even before you ask him. So why does he want us to ask? That's a mystery. That is a mystery. So if God knows what you even need, what you need before we ask, then why does he want you constantly to ask him? Why does he want us to remind him? Because he does not forget. The Bible says it is not unrighteous to forget. He does not forget, but he wants you to ask. And this is a mystery, is because most people don't like to be told the thing that they know already. Most people don't like that, they, especially if you have told them before. They don't like you to repeat it. In fact, some people get angry when you begin to say, I, don't, I, I, I know, you said this, I know. But it seemed not to bother God. This does not seem to bother God at all. That he knows. He knows. God is not bothered at all of the things that he knows that he wants you to ask. It doesn't seem to bother him. Perhaps it is more important to him for you to just speak to him. Uh, Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Perhaps it is more important to to God to know that you depend on him. To know that every day you depend on him. You depend on him for everything. Perhaps that is more important. I don't know. But this also is a mystery. Hallelujah. So those of you who Say, for instance, that God knows. God knows. It is not enough. It is not enough to say that God knows. Yes, it is true. It is true that God knows. You are right. But it is not enough to leave it there. That God knows and then you go to sleep. Yes, he knows you need a job, but he wants you to pray about a job. He knows you have a need. He says, your father in heaven knoweth that you have need of these things but he wants you to pray he wants you to pray for a job you can say that but god knows that if i have finished college and i have a degree the next obvious thing is a job god knows god knows that when you finish college and you have a degree the next obvious thing is a job but he wants you to ask him for the job why i don't know it's a mystery it's a mystery God knows that you are 25 years old and you have to get married. You can say I'm a Christian and I'm serving God and if I'm 25, I'm 27, God obviously should know that by now I should have a husband. He knows, but he wants you to ask. If you don't ask, you are there. He can't do much. He will let the man go around you and around you and around you. And a lot of you don't ask. You think that you you should just dress in a way. And then God, God cannot help you with your dressing. God wants you to open your mouth and ask. He wants you to open your mouth and ask. Some of you women, you are even embarrassed to go to God and say... Because you think you are so fine that God should know that I am so fine he should bring the man around. But God wants you to go on your knees and say, I've been waiting for a while, I need a man. And tell him, I need a man badly. And you are not asking, and so God is waiting. There are so many things that are on hold because you don't pray. Because you don't pray. You are dressing, doing all kinds of makeup, you tried Asian makeup, European makeup, Pakistani makeup, Hausa makeup. All kinds of makeup and it's not working. It's not working. Sometimes you, you 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 can't you can't even open your eyes because of the applications of things. You look And things are constantly falling in your eyes. What you need is to go on your knees and ask. And ask. You see, sometimes you wonder, Ah, I've been around here. Look at this one. Ah, look at that one too. Look at this. And me. Because you don't pray. God wants you to pray. Though he knows that you have need of these things. He says your father in heaven knows that you have need of these things. But he wants you to pray. He wants you to pray. He wants you to pray. God knows that this, this apartment is too small for the family. He knows that. He said, but can God not see? Can God not see? He can see. Can God not see that this apartment is too small? He can see. But you have not asked. Amen. You have not asked. God knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. Ah, Can God not see that I'm getting old? God can see that you are getting old. But you have not asked. And so you are getting older and older. Open your mouth and ask. This is the mystery of prayer. Many of you don't like praying. You do not like praying. And I am telling you that God is limited as what he can do because you don't pray. Because you don't pray. He says, You have not received because you have not asked. You have not received. Ask and he shall receive. Ask and he shall receive. He said, Ask and he shall receive. So it means that the means to get, the means to get is not that God knows. The means to receive is not that God knows. The means to receive is asking. Asking. Asking God in prayer. He says, everyone that asketh, receive it. If you ask, you'll receive. Matthew chapter 6. Is it Matthew 6 and 7 and 8? Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. Then he says, before, the, before that, go back, I think verse 7, Matthew 7. Matthew verse 7. 7. seven, seven Matthew 7 and verse 7. Matthew 7. He said, ask and it shall be given you. Ask and it shall be given you. So why doesn't God just give? Why doesn't? He says, your father in heaven, he said, before you open your mouth, he knows what you need. So why does he not give? But he says, ask and it shall be given you. Ask. That means if you don't ask, because the next verse, he says, the next verse, he says, for everyone that asketh, receiveth. So who are the people who do not receive? The ones who do not ask. The ones who do not pray. The ones who do not ask, will not receive. He says, everyone that asketh, receive it. Just ask and you will receive. Amen. God knows what you need. He knows you need your papers. But ask him. You can't say that because I do this. I serve God. You serve God. Yes. He's aware. But he says, Ask and you'll receive. You have to ask. Is somebody understanding? This is the mystery of prayer. And I want you to begin to be a prayerful person. And especially the month that we are in, begin to pray more. You cannot assume that God knows that you have to live and see the next day. You cannot assume. That God knows that the year should end with you. That 31st December will come and you will be here. Because you see, this is the time that evil spirits also mount up activities. This season. This season. After Thanksgiving. And people begin to talk about Christmas. Because it's a season that we we have dedicated as the, the period, the seasons of our Savior... The birth of our savior, so the evil spirits also mount up activities to overshadow this. That instead of now celebrating the, the birth and the the, uh, the activities of christmas, now we are thinking of funerals, we are thinking of sickness, we are thinking of this, we are thinking you ought to rise up and pray. You ought to rise up and pray. Amen. You have to rise up and rebuke the devil. Every day. Every day. Because the devil has not stopped. The fact that he let you live today doesn't mean that he has left you alone. He is coming after you. He is coming after you. He is going to and fro. He is going to and fro non-stop seeking whom he may devour. Seeking someone to devour. That means that it's not everyone who is devourable. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There are some people who are constantly praying and he dares not venture in their area. He's passing by and he hears prayers going on in this house. If you were the enemy, if you were the enemy and you are looking for someone to devour, will you go to the house where they have weapons that they are ready to shoot him or you go to the house where they are sleeping and snoring? Even if you were a thief, would you go to the house where they are awake? There is a watchman, there is a keeper that is staying awake to watch who comes in, or there's a place where they have alarms all over. Is that the house where you will go? Or you go to the house where it's alarm-free, prayer-free, sleeping people, drunk and sleepy. Which way would you go? Of course. So it's not everyone that is devourable. And unfortunately, many Christians do not like to pray. Many Christians will rather sleep. Many Christians will rather feel easy because your body is more important. Your your, your freshness, that you feel refreshed, is more important to you than that you spare an hour or two to pray. Hallelujah. So it's not just right to say that God knows. His knowledge of your need is not what brings you what you need. His knowledge of it is not what brings you what you need. What makes you receive what you need is when you ask him. Hallelujah. So why does God want you to ask? It's a mystery. I'm sharing with you the mysteries of prayer. The next mystery, God seems to want us to keep asking about the same things, even though we have asked Him before. Even though we have asked Him before, God seems to want us to ask Him about the same thing that we have asked before. You see, you would think it's annoying. Because that is your way. When someone has asked you for something, and they keep asking you and asking you, you get annoyed. But God is not annoyed by nagging. God is not annoyed by nagging. First Thessalonians five seventeen, he says, "Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing." Did we get the mystery? He says God seems to want us to keep asking. About the same things. God seems to want us to keep asking about the same things. Even though we have asked him before. Hallelujah. Amen. Even though we have asked him before. So God is not annoyed by nagging. He wants you to keep asking about the same thing. So, if he wants you to, to keep praying, then it means that asking God just once and not receive does not mean that you will not receive. He said, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So, it means if you ask once and you have not received the answer, it does not make you stop. And say, I have asked God and he knows. Uh I'm just waiting. I am just waiting. He says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. It means don't stop praying. Don't stop asking. Don't stop asking about the same thing. Amen. Amen. People who, you see, when people don't understand this, this is a nature of God. It's a mystery of god and when people don't understand this they wonder they wonder why you keep praying and keep praying on and on and on and they say what are ah, that you want from god that you keep praying and praying and praying what are you want have you heard that before He say you are going for prayer meeting again we are having a prayer meeting again Ah, but you people what do you want from god he wants you to keep praying Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. There are people who don't understand this mystery about prayers, but God seems to want you to ask about the same thing. So it is not grievous that we pray about this topic and we are praying about it again. We prayed about it in the morning. We pray. Did not God hear the first time? He heard, but He wants you to keep asking. He wants you to keep asking. Amen. Jesus told the parable in Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Let's read from the New Living Translation, verse 1, Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. Luke 18 and verse 1. It says, one day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always do what? And not what? I can't hear you. He said, he told this parable, and the aim for this parable, he says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Always pray and never give up. So what situation will make you give up on a thing? It's when you have not received. When you have asked and you have not received it, you you have a tendency to give up. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Many of you have given up on certain situations. Because you have prayed about it and you have not seen answer. You have closed the chapter. You have stopped asking. And you have assumed that to be an answer. But it says he told the story. What is the story? Look at that. The next verse, it says, there was a judge in a certain city. He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people, this judge. A A widow of that city came to him repeatedly. Say repeatedly. Say "repeatedly." repeatedly. You see, many people don't like that. Many people don't like that. Repeatedly. He says, this widow came to this judge repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. Then he come again on Monday. Then the judge will send him away. Give me justice. Monday, 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. to 9, asking, give me justice. Then Wednesday, uh, Thursday from 8 to 10, she will come again. Give me justice. Give me justice. And then first Friday of the month, she will come again. Give me justice. That every 5 a.m. in the morning, she will rise up to this judge and knocking. Give me justice. Give me justice. Give me. Jesus said she kept coming repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. That's what most of you will do. When you see her coming, you just close the door and just walk away. You see, you see we are relating with God like that. But listen to this. He see, the judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. He <laughs> see, this woman is driving me crazy. May you have a tendency to drive God crazy with your prayers, with your requests. He said, this woman is driving me crazy. I am going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Why did Jesus tell this parable? To show his disciples that they should not give up but they should always pray about the same thing. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Learn a lesson. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So, don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry on him just last night alone? Who cried on him a month ago? Who cried on him a year ago? Who cried on him 31st December? When they were entering 2019 and has not received and they have stopped. Who cried on him coming December 31st? They are going to come and cry on him. Is that the kind of prayer that God is looking for? He says, hear the unjust God. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. 5 a.m., 8 p.m., 5 a.m., 8 p.m., 5 a.m., 8 p.m. They rise up at dawn crying on him. Crying on him. This is a mystery. Hallelujah. This is a mystery. Amen. Let me give you one more mystery. And then we will... (laughs) It says, it seems, the next mystery, it seems that God wants us to keep asking. Are you with me? It seems that God wants us to keep asking, but also find some prayers repetitious, repetitious and boring some prayers are repetitious to god and boring wow it's a mystery it's a mystery so which of the prayers should we keep praying and praying and asking and he will not be bored and which ones should we just pray once and stop we don't know which one should we ask and at some point we have to stop this also is a mystery So it seems God wants us to keep asking, but also find some prayers repetitious and boring. Some prayers to God, they are repetitious and boring. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) This also is a mystery. And I don't have the answers. I don't have the answer to this. I don't know. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 7. It says, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions. (laughs) What a shock. When you pray, use not vain repetitions. God does not like vain repetitions. So which ones are vain repetitions? I don't know. It says, when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they shall be heard, for they are much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. So stop using vain repetitions. Steve, this is a mystery. I don't know. Margaret, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But that must not stop us from praying. It must not stop us from praying. As we continue to ask, as we continue to pray, as we continue to walk with God, we develop experience, we gain experience, and we shall know how to relate with him. But it should not stop us from praying. Hallelujah. I say it should not stop us from asking. We should continue to ask, and then we will gain experience. Paul came to that stage. Paul walked with God and he came to a stage where now he gained experience. He gained so much experience. So Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. Look at that. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. He said, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, after I have heard of that, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. He says, when I learned of your faith, I cease not to give thanks for you. I never stop giving thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. The next verse. How? For what? That God, that God. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So you see, there are certain prayers, he never stopped praying. He never stopped praying. Prayers such as asking God for wisdom and knowledge and revelation in the knowledge of him, you never stop praying. You never stop praying. The Bible says these things are written for our examples. You never stop praying. Amen. It's not boring that you want to know more about God. You want to know His ways. You want to have wisdom. You want to have the wisdom of God. It's not a boring prayer to keep repeating. Hallelujah. To have knowledge of God is not a boring prayer. He says, When ahead of your faith, When you have gained faith, never stop praying for wisdom. Never stop praying for revelation that God will reveal to you. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So, Paul never stopped praying this prayer, he never ceased praying this prayer. However, another place in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. He said, And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, there are certain certain things that God puts in your life to humble you. Do you understand? There are certain things that God places in your life, Shanice, to humble you, to make you humble. You see, that is not a prayer that you should pray that it be removed from your life. Do you understand? You, as you are there, you know that there are certain things in your life. If it wasn't there, we could not handle you. you. You know. You know. You know, some of you, and we have seen, some of you, we have seen that when certain breakthrough came in your life, we can't handle you. We can handle you. True or not true? Or, you, or the thing that I'm saying, you have not seen it. Oh, there are some people, they were very humble and a certain door was opened unto their lives. When certain door was opened into your life, look at how you have become. So certain things, you don't pray that is. be. So Paul said, lest I should be exalted above measure. You know, sometimes certain things come into your life and you are exalted above measure. We cannot, above measure means we can't handle We can't control you. You are out of control. Certain women, if you, you are married, we cannot handle your situation. God is teaching you humility. Now, because your behavior when you are married and we call you Mrs., we can handle you. you. you see already, eh, don't you? So, you see, certain things God places in your life to humble you. God places certain things in your life. You don't have a job today. Every day you are going on your knees and you are praying. You are in the house of God. Or you don't understand my message. I should finish and close. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Amen. There are certain situations that God places there to humble. He says, lest I should be exalted above measure. Hey, When you were driving that car, everything was okay. Today, the car that you had, when you come out, we can see that somebody has landed. You know, when you get out, you, you, you know the are working, that you are working today, that it wasn't the same working. That you have arrived. Right. You have arrived. Right. Some of you wanted to gain, to get some degree, certain degree. You have tried and tried and tried, and it didn't work. And God knows, God knows that if that degree had come at a certain time, we could not handle you. We could not handle you. You, you know. You know, true or not true? That is why some people they lose their hair. They lose, some women lose their hair because they know that if you had that hair today, today, when you are walking, you are afraid to shake it like this because if you are not careful. You see God is a wise God God is a wise God God is a wise God you see some of you you have tried weight loss tried everything it's not working it's not working it's not working it's not working you see and you wonder you say ah But this food, I can't control it. God knows that if he was to give you control and then you slim down and the certain walking, hey! I know a certain lady, you know, she, amongst her colleagues, she lost weight. She lost weight amongst all of them. And she began talking to them in a certain way. Hey! She will see this one and she holding you here, ah, what is this? Ah, what is that? What is this? What is that? She would dress in a certain way, really tight clothes, and, and then every. Hey. So one day <laughs> we saw her, and she has grown up again. <laughs> she said, This one, I have tried, I've tried, I've tried. It's not going, it's not going. You see, God knows. God is a wise God. So Paul said, he said, unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Then he says, for this thing, this thing, because God has allowed it. A torn in the flesh. He said, "For this thing, I besought the Lord how many times? Thrice. Thrice that it might depart from me." He Isn't he felt powerful? He prayed for people and not even the handkerchief. He prayed and people will take it and then they'll go and they will be healed. But he himself, a torn in the flesh, and he says, "I prayed three times. The same thing, I prayed." Then, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my weakness, in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hallelujah. So there are certain difficulties, there are certain challenges that you have prayed about and prayed about and is not going, live with it. Enough. You see that that thing is making you humble. You see that that situation is making you humble. It's better to be humble. Hallelujah. You know, recently when I traveled, I was in Bishop Patrick's church and then as he was preaching, he said something. And he said, you know, I mean, this is, is in a country where everyone wants to go somewhere. And as, he's, as he was praying, he said that some of you, my prayer is that you never travel. You see, you see. You see how you are feeling. You see, so you think that he's a prophet of doom, isn't it? You see, you see. He's a wicked man of God. What kind of prayer is this? Uh, uh, some of you will leave the church but I was sitting there and the Lord ministered to me and I said what a powerful prayer what a powerful prayer because I have seen so at the end of the service I went to him and I said bishop the prayer that you say you pray for some people I think it's a powerful prayer because there are some people traveling will make them lose their faith going somewhere will make them lose their faith and I have seen it here and I said, I, I, I pastor, I am a pastor in a, in a community where it's a community of immigrants. And there are some people who have come, people on fire for God, and they have come here, and because they have arrived, when they come, and he gave a scenario, and it's a classic scenario, typical scenario that I see on a regular basis. Our time is up, so I don't know. Go. Amen. And I said, These, the, 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 they come here, and he gave classic scenario. He says, one brother left, one brother came. So when I was in the church, I was just looking at their faces, taking pictures and looking at them, and I see how they are on fire, they are singing, they are doing this, and I'm taking, I have some pictures. I say, one of these, they will land here, Bronx not right here, they will land here. And I will show you them, I will show you see how you are on fire for God. Today, where are you? And many people, many people, many people, you look into your life, the things that you were doing for God, is it the same thing you are doing today? That's not what you are doing by the grace of God you are still here your salvation is still there many people have lost their salvation because of certain promotion Lest I should be exalted above measure less I should be exalted above measure, you see, a ton of flesh was given to me to buffet me hallelujah you want to pause here stop here how many of you are admiring the mysteries of prayer enjoy the mysteries of prayer why don't you stand to your feet as we bring the service to a close oh Jesus father we are thankful we are grateful we thank you Lord we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your mercy we thank you for these revelations Lord, you are a mysterious God. We cannot understand your ways because your ways are not our ways. But Lord, we pray for the grace to continue to walk with you in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Now with all eyes closed and every head bow, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. And you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my savior. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, if that is your prayer, you say, Pastor, I am not born again, but today I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my master, as my savior. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your savior? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone? Anyone? Father we are grateful, we are thankful for the gift of salvation we thank you Lord Jesus is there anyone here you are saying pastor pray with me you feel in your heart you know that if you were to die today you will not go to heaven if Jesus were to come today you will not be with him but today you can make your salvation sure no matter what you have done no matter where you have been lift up your hand and I'll pray with you is there anyone here like that Lord Jesus, we glorify your name. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Do of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brighton Krumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-247. Zero seven three eight. Stay blessed.